Jennifer, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? I'm great. I'm uh, now that I have you in my visual, I'm fine. Your eyes match the canvas behind you, my dear. Nice. Yeah, it is. it's lovely. So how are you? What's going on over there in pandemic land? Well, I did something very interesting because I've, I've told you, I feel like we're, gonna, we're going to another shutdown. I've told some of my friends, I'm like, it's not going to be like it was the first time around, but um, I did something a little bit different. I ended up getting Christmas up last weekend. <laughs> And the reason why, and so I've never done this. I've never done this in the ever, ever. I've never put up Christmas until after Thanksgiving. And I asked my kids, well, is it weird? Would it be okay if I did that? And they were so excited. And my kids are young adults now. My son's turning 18 this weekend on Saturday. And my kids are old. And they're like, we would love it. We would love to have that like sense of Christmas. Now I did it twofold because I felt like, well, our Christmas stuff is in storage. <laughs> if they shut down, if they shut everything down after Thanksgiving and if people travel, we're definitely heading for, I've told everybody, I'm like, we will definitely head for a little bit more of a shutdown, which again, my husband reminds me, we already are. The kids have been in school, <laughs> in school at home the whole time. He's just like, you're the only one that actually makes it to a restaurant and does nothing's changed for you. <laughs> but, um, so I have had so much fun just in my house putting up decorating. I got to say, along those lines, um, my daughter said, "Isn't there a radio station that has holiday music on it?" And like upbeat holiday music, not yeah. just that kind. Well, yeah. whatever. But I found that listening to Frank and Bing and all those guys yeah. bring a reality or a memory of a reality that is present when you're driving around the car. Yeah. So it changes things by being in touch with something that you used to be in touch with. It the so we've said I've said this on a different podcast. There is no bell anymore. Like <laughs> our loved ones are coming through whether we want them to or not. And for me to feel it the way that I feel it as a what you've what did you call me a radio a radio tower of sorts. Yeah. Um, it has been unprecedented to the point where I like, I'm like, is somebody going to die that I know of? Like, cause there's so many people that are around and I have to actually just have to take a pause and ask why, you know, I'm like, okay, why am I getting the chill so bad this morning? And then I realized I'm reading a family at their house. Um, and I, the person already showed up to check things out. And you mean like, like later in the day? Yeah. Later in the day. And like, that makes sense because we found that, as well in our podcast, which is like a day or two before we yeah. talk, somebody shows up in a dream of mine and says, why don't you talk about this? So it's like it, the veil is thin to such a degree that people are open. The veil is thin to such a degree that people are becoming aware of things right. earlier. And someone like you, who's filters are altered, I would think you would be getting information nonstop. So somebody asked me to describe my day. From the moment I wake up, I, I sit, I lay there in bed, making sure that I didn't miss a message. From the moment that I wake up, I pay attention to my dreams. 
everybody I know, their dream state has been a little bit wackadoodle, right? And every single day that I wake up where it's calm, I enjoy it. Like I make sure that I harness, like I use the universal energy and I envision my day as being spectacular, as being great. I go through my day just seeing smiles on people's faces that I talk to. I, this is what I have to do to get through what we're doing. Yeah, because otherwise it's like right. battle right. stations. But to, to your point, when it comes, like the veil not being there, our loved ones are so close and I've like, they're so close to everyone that's around. So it's not just me getting messages like I normally do. Everyone has that. And so you think, for instance, when you gave the, um, when you gave the description of playing music, holiday music, and how it brings you back into that state, who's to say that that wasn't given to you besides your daughter? Or who's to say who gave it to either one of you to actually do it? They're right. constantly putting great thoughts of, in our heads to show that they're near, to show that they're close. On that note, literally, ding, let's turn it over to our class. Luana, can we talk up to our class? Have you got someone convened? Check your list. Oh my God, she just <clears throat> literally took a, <laughs> I can't stop laughing, a sign that says closed. <laughs> <laughs> put it up, closed, or put it down? No, she turned it to, from open to closed. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's kidding around. <laughs> you well, never know. Sorry. Out of business. Busy. They're too busy. Um, Who's on your clipboard, Lou? Okay. A Billy. Billy. Okay, very good. I understand that. But there's also another, like, and I'm being shown the Billy that's here, too. Billy, uh, I'm sorry, say it again. So there's, well, they showed me two different billies. So it, it's a billy. Hmm. So, so our friend, Bill Paxton. Right. That's who, that's who I would be a go-to. But and there's another billy. There's got to be another billy because I just got another. They always show me a couple of billies if it's not the right, if it's not the right billy. Okay. And Lou, is this a billy that I know or a billy you know? We all know, I guess. Why am I being shown that billy? But let's start with somebody we know, the known unknown, Bill Paxton. Yeah. Bill, what do you want to say? <laughs> he just went like this with one of those things that you blow out that curls. He has, he has a hat on and he's, he's saying celebrate. Um, we have great, he's showing me the weather. I'm looking out at the ocean right now. Yes. Celebrate good times. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Is that what he's talking about? Um, right now, celebrate everything around you. Celebrate yourself. Celebrate your friends. Like he showed me a picture of me. He showed me a picture of you. Celebrate your love for life because you have it. And you don't want to be up there, he says. And he's laughing about that. <laughs> Um, trapped in a class that has to talk to us. How, <laughs> Bill? Really? Listen, <laughs> that you only get to talk to Richard and Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> that class. I got a cat. Hey, how are you going, um, Bill? Do you want to put in Jennifer's mind why we've been communicating the past couple of days? 
Does that have to do with Jack? Um, I saw. I saw. In a weird way, I'll just okay. tell you. I'll just tell you because. Our buddy that that belonged to Hira. Our Robert Robert Town. Well, in a weird way, because I've been editing a film, which is related to this research, and it's a combination of all of the people that I've filmed in the past 10 years, Ooh. little bits and clips and pieces. And there's a specific part where Bill is talking to us as well as talking about his dad. Okay. He showed me about a past life where he was Mormon. I think, I don't even remember what I said or in the books. <laughs> That's but true. He's wearing, he's wearing like a old Western cowboy outfit and flipping a gun and then i'm like and then so i just remember he's bringing me back to that he's bringing you back to that memory that was uh, an interview we did in a restaurant and he was talking about a previous lifetime where he had been a sheriff and he was talking about missing what that was like you know being a tough guy wearing a badge and when he talked about it he described a small group of mormons who lived in texas in that time period and right. i was able to find them and find their story and their journey there was just like about 200 people who had moved to texas and then you know fought off attacks and, and right. eventually went to salt lake and i think the sheriff might have passed away in texas but that's an interesting reference because i know it's not in your mind no but, certainly not we do reference it in the book backstage pass to the flip side one but Bill and I are, let's put it this way, I've been editing Bill. Okay, you've been editing Bill. Yeah, okay. and then there's a piece, a clip where because he talks about his dad. Did you edit me out? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But okay. it's specifically this one little section. And this morning I was recording some voiceovers that goes on the film mm -hmm. underneath an image, you know, and then some subtitle right. and blah. But so he's been on my mind because he's a much better filmmaker than I am. And so I get this sense of him saying, don't use that, cut that out, or you know, shorten that, make that better. He says you're better now, much better than you are. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I know what he means, which is I'm more focused on something else than when we were working together, when we co-wrote uh, You Can't Hurry Love together. Which he didn't get any credit for because he left the picture. <laughs> so, Bill? He says you did a great job. And you shortened it just enough to keep people's attention. Okay, very good. I think it's pretty unusual. It's a very unusual film. And, you know, so I have to go through all the hoops and stuff you got to go through to get it on the air. But it's mind-bending. And Bill is great in it. Let's put it that way. He always did say he'd be in one of your movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, Billy, about celebration, this idea of celebrating every day. He meant that, but he also said celebrate about the movie. That's what he really wanted to say. Oh, okay. Yeah. That it's almost done. Yeah. Very good. All right. And what else, buddy? Anything? I never but want to cut that, you off. That movie's going to last longer than any of us. Right? You know, the weird power of self-publishing and putting yourself out there is that I can put the movie out at any time. 
and nobody can tell me don't do that <laughs> or we don't like your story it's out there and then anybody can tune in they can buy a book they could donate whatever but you know at the worst case scenario it'll appear on youtube and you'll see it's it'll be called hawking hawking hacking the afterlife a sequel to flipside me 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 back to you bill what else what else is going on over there what are you doing now you you said you can fly what else Helping a lot of people transition. How do you do that? I don't, we're just there. And so when you appear to them, somebody transitioning, is it always someone you know, or is it sometimes people who just knew you? He literally just scared someone. He's like, boo. <laughs> um, so. What's the on. process? We can hear somebody that's going through the, like we can hear someone that's going through the process of somebody that we knew or did, whether we were close or not we could we can hear them there's that's interesting hold on a second there's a frequency there's a high-pitched noise when somebody's somebody's crossing over from here to there which is i find it interesting because i had that happen where my ear you know when my eardrum gets yeah you know, it happens all the time when i'm filming you so oh, yeah. there's also some it's usually new people that don't that don't know the etiquette or whatever you want to say screaming i would like to think there's an etiquette over there <laughs> um and we're there instantaneously we're there without so our we're at a we're in a lot of places all at once our energy can be everywhere okay let's talk about that a little bit you're outside of time so your energy can technically be anywhere at any time when this frequency is there and so let's say someone's passing away that you knew and you were close to or not so close whatever and you do you tune in do you lower your frequency to match their frequency or are they speeding up to catch up with you that's interesting thank you they're speaking, so when you're out of your body, that's them matching their frequency. And how, how, do, how do you appear? Hold on. Remember how I, I don't know if I've seen, said this before, but I can't feel my feet after being in that space for so long. Can't feel my feet. My, if I eat right after I work, it's a bottomless piss pit. I can't like feel the food, which is a problem. <laughs> For me, less for you. Now that I'm aware of it, I get it. Now that I'm aware of it, I get it. And so I make sure, you know, I'll just drink a ton of water or do something to make me snap, kind of snap back in. But my eyes are like, so he showed me, thank you. He showed me how a lot of people that are here, it's, and it's not because they're not connected. It's not because of anything, but they, when they're, when their bodies are gone, like we've talked about how there's like 9% of their body left, they're already matching that frequency. They're already talking to everybody on the other side, right? They're already partially there. We're already partially there. Where, where if you're not partially there, if you're just like you and I, or, or whatever, <laughs> you would not want to be me. But if you, if you were somebody that wanted to talk to your loved one, thank you, you can actually, show me the hand, just talk to them. You're raising your vibration and you're leaving space by talking to them. And if you don't believe that, then you're here. 
So let's clarify. It's like a cell phone. So I start thinking about my friend Bill and I'm about to cross over or I start thinking about my life and all those frequencies are going out there. And it's like a cell phone ringing over there to you, let's say, and then you show up or zip there. The question is, how do you appear? Do you appear at the nicest visual for them so it doesn't freak them out? Whatever age they remember you as. Okay, so it's like you're tapping in into an ingram in their brain of the memory of you and you match that, is that right? Something personal, because obviously, you know, part of it, somebody asked me, you know, how can we get so many things right when it comes to our class? And I'm like, because it's easy. Like if Prince shows up, I know it's Prince. It's not, I'm not trying to figure out who he is. Yeah. I'm not trying to figure out who Billy is, right? Right. That being said, that's what they use for people. So it's a lot more challenging for me to get, not challenging, that's what I do. I get people's loved ones, even though I haven't, even though I've never met them. Never met them. Right. right. And so, but you as a person, like with my dad, he shows up to me, sometimes he's running, sometimes he's dancing. Like there's, there's certain things that are certain memories that I have where I know it's him. Like I, I see. There's a feeling. And we, yeah. we've talked about this before. The, the experience heart. of something is different than the theory of something, of course. And when you experience something, you know it. You talk about skydiving, it's a theory until you do it, and then you know it. Same okay. thing goes with this research. If you have an experience of talking to a loved one no longer on the planet, you know it, you feel it. Or yeah. you have a near-death event or some other consciousness-altered event. But back to Bill for a second. And just for the audience tuning in for the first time, is there somebody out there? Jennifer and I, I knew Bill when his career began. We worked together a little bit. You know, and his career took off and mine floundered, whatever. And we remained friends. Billy is one of those guys who remains friends with everybody he ever meets. He's a flounder. <laughs> He's a flounder, or I'm the flounder. But and Luana, Luana, Anders, Lounder. Yeah, they're Lounder. But uh, I did make a film called Talking to Bill Paxson, where Jennifer and two other mediums ask him the same questions that only I knew the answer to. And so it was fascinating because he kept responding exactly the same. And on, in the film, there's the moment when I ask about my friend Bill and Jennifer on camera says, was he in the movie Titanic, your friend? And I'm like, why? Is, and she's like, I see a poster of it. And I said, well, ask him, thumbs up, thumbs down. And he went, <laughs> so it started there and we've been talking to him since then. And that was whenever he passed away, but we've had a number of conversations, some that I've been able to pass along to his close friends and family. But for purposes that we're talking about, Luana, who knew Bill, was a big fan. They know each other. Bill, she says. Bill. And other people in our classroom knew Bill, Harry Dean Stanton. And so it's not unusual for us to have a conversation with Bill. Right. Where he mocks me. He always does. He just said, kill, he just said kill Bill. Like he was laughing about it. As as he, said, he, mocked you. he does not do that. He's actually, should I say that? 
He's grateful. <laughs> no. He's talking me so badly, you have to edit it. No, 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 because I don't believe him. He actually said he was grateful. He's very grateful for what you're doing, your work, oh. how you're sticking your neck out there to do it. And that's that. This. Thank you. Um, what did he say? He thanked you. Why did you thank him? He thanked that I'm part of the process. Absolutely. Um, and I make it entertaining, he says. <laughs> well, he makes it entertaining. You know, know, we're all jaded skeptics within ourselves. We can't help it. We are still jaded skeptics. We are. But and when a friend comes in and there comes a moment when you're having a conversation with a friend where you realize this is my friend, it's very emotional. And so you try to set that aside so you can have a conversation. So we can continue on. So, Billy, is there anything else you want to impart? Don't eat too much turkey. <laughs> How about don't eat turkey? What are we eating turkey for? No, I know. I, I mean, you're the person who won't put up a Christmas tree because you know that the tree used to be alive. I know. Well, that's, <laughs> by the way. I asked him about that high pitch that he was talking about when he knows people are traversing because there's a high pitch going over there. That's the first thing I thought of because I hear when trees are dying and Ouch. plants fall. It kills me because it's a high, high pitch. Maybe that's just a universal pitch. Wow. Ouch. Well, but that was the first thing I thought of. I'm like, I don't want you to say that to everyone. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Billy. You have a fake one, though. So much better. And Luana? Who is our other Billy? Is it the f Billy friend of mine that I grew up with, or is it? Yeah, that's okay. what. I that's what I figured. Okay. How you doing, Billy Meyer? Billy somebody Meyer. I knew since grade school, and he came through when we were filming. When we were filming, Jennifer and I were out at the beach and live on camera. I got a text from a friend who said our friend had passed away, and then I turned to Jennifer and said, "Well, let's talk to him." And we interviewed Bill. It's on a. It's in a German film somewhere out in the world. But Billy, what's going on, brother? I just wanted to also say thank you because you recently talked to one of our friends and kind of pushed them. Um, Over the edge. <laughs> you took them off the ledge. I took them off the ledge. Oh, wow. Took them off the ledge. And I feel like okay i'm not is this somebody we knew in grade school high school back in our world or somebody you knew that was helped by this research you guys both know this person um he played is football billy and i were in a huddle together for about eight years that huddle never ended I was a guard and he was either the, line, the middle, what do you call it, fullback. And so I was always looking at him, you know, in a helmet. Now we're going to go do it. So for eight years, Billy and I really played together, laughed together, wow. everything together. He's so showing, He's showing me this person, though, played baseball. Okay. Oh, all right. Was it uh, somebody who played? Family. His family, somebody who played with the Cubs? Yep. Thank yeah. you. I know who that is. I won't okay. say their name, but people who are from my hometown know who that is. Um, and so they were having a hard time. Is that what happened? 
you helped either the brother or you helped somebody about I, I didn't do it consciously, but I have been in touch with a family member whose father passed away and he's come forward and he's in the book. He's in backstage past the flip side three, former cub. Okay. And whatever someone in his family read that chapter and realized their father or relative still existed. Is that it, Billy? That is why, yes. He said that's why this work is so important. I agree. I think they're doing like a Thanksgiving theme over there. <laughs> well, if we can't have relatives here, why not just have it here? It's very sweet, though. They're coming by because it's it's interesting because there should I wish there should be a monitor in my head, of course one that you could shut off. But so what are they showing you Thanksgiving? Is it like a big table? No, they're they're thanking you for all the things. Oh, you froze. I'm kind of frozen. Okay. Thanking me. They're thanking you. That's why I said at Thanksgiving. They're this is the week of thanks and gratitude and they're grateful for what you're doing and it's stuff you know we just do it right we don't talk about it we just the only thing you ask me are we seeing each other today <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's our communication once a week a text am i going to see you it. yeah yeah and then um and i'll confirm with the time which i'm usually always late blah yada 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 um well i'm I want to just point out, we've had a couple of people uh, weigh in, let's call it, okay. on previous podcasts where they'll say something about politics. You know, how could you guys be talking to this person? This was a guy was a creep in a past life, whatever, or creep in this life. And my point is, is that what you're taking away from what we're doing? We're showing you. Nobody dies. Yeah. Your loved ones are that close to you. And if you can only focus on what your point of view is about who they were or how they harassed you or just get over that. Let all that go. They're there to help you. Open up I, the door. I had a very interesting client conversation with someone and the father was an alcoholic and was, you know, he and this person felt really stuck and felt really, really, um, just didn't know how to get out of it. And he didn't want to be like his dad. So he's, he's an AA, amazing person, amazing. Um, and what his dad said is, you don't want to be like me. You'll, first of all, you'll never be like me. And he, his dad was kind of funny that way. He said, but you, every time you're, you're doing something, you're compartmentalizing, which is not letting you free. So you're, you're putting it all here so you stay a certain way, but then you're not able to receive everything. He goes, you need to forgive me. And he goes, not because I need forgiveness, but you need to just push everything away. You know, you don't need to carry me anymore. You wow. never had to. You and need to forgive me because then you can let go of what you're holding on to. And you don't, because if you keep on thinking that you might be like me or you don't want to turn out like me, you You'll never do that, but you'll, if you keep compartmentalizing your feelings, then where is there room to grow? Yeah. It's fascinating because we think of, we think of our loved ones and we get stuck because of something that happened to us in our childhood. I've had so many people who are just like, I can't, 
you know, they hold on. So when you hold on to something so tight, it doesn't allow you to receive. Well, I was editing a little clip about Bill, Bill Paxson, and it was via the medium Kimberly Bamcock. And, okay. and Kimberly had, was quoting him, and he was saying, because I, I asked, what'd you learn when you got to the flip side? And he said that I, um, I, you, this, I had this thing of worrying, fear about my heart or fear about my health, and I pushed that on to other people because I kept worrying about it, other people started worrying about it. Like, oh, should I be concerned about this? So it was that idea also of we generate whatever the feeling is, fear, sadness, right. and a field around us. So you have to forgive us for doing that, but at the same time, you have to let it go because you right. don't need to hold on to that. And I said, are you part of a conversation of fear or are you part of a conversation of love? And you want to be part of the conversation of love because there's enough fear right now to go around for everyone. <laughs> right? True. When we get in our head because of, you know, whatever's out there and we're never going to understand the other side if we can't let go of what we think about the other side. Very Whether good. It's politics or friends. I, I've, I've learned so much just within my own group of friends where I've, told someone who I love dearly, I said, I love you. This isn't about you, but we're going to think differently about COVID or we're going to think differently about politics or we're going to think differently about whatever. That doesn't mean any, that doesn't mean I don't love you. I'm not going to change the way I view it. You're not going to change the way you view it. So, but let's still do things, you know. It we're still connected. We're still connected. So Billy Meyer, back to you, brother. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt that thought. But it made me wonder, is there anything else you wanted to connect with us, your family, your friends, our friends, people back in Shermerville, Illinois? You just took a hat, like it looked like you had like, you know those artist hats or the hat that goes out like this and mm -hmm. it has like the old 1912 hats. I don't know, you know, I picture I know guys what you mean. golfing, is that mine? No, I got a picture of, I got a painting of a guy with that hat on. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, my room. Um, so that's kind of funny because of course you do. <laughs> but he's, he just like this and put it, put it down on you. Um, so Billy, Billy Meyer, anything Billy. else for our friends back in Shermerville, Northbrook, Illinois? Okay. That's what he was talking about. The hat. Hold on. <laughs> it's not as cold up here. And tell them not to be afraid. Tell who? You guys have, I guess, some friends that are afraid. Afraid of the other side, afraid to die. All of it. Okay. All of it. Can you direct them to this? Can you direct them to watch this or hear this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It'll be the same ones that um, he's, he just showed me a list. I don't know if you have a list of people that when they subscribe, you get a, like, I don't know, but put it this way, I'll put your name, Billy Meyer within the heading of this podcast. Anybody who knows you will tune in and say, what's Billy got to say? And he says, snap out of it. Don't fear. Don't fear. COVID is real, but if you get it, you get it. Like, don't fear anything, including dying. 
because if you to go, you'll go. You'll go, but you'll come back if when when if you want to, right? When are you thinking of coming back, Billy? Are you thinking about it? Because I'm already there. <laughs> he just showed me RJ. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Obviously, um, RJ was you know, but keeping tabs on him. Yeah, he says that um, RJ is very, very, very um, in tune. He said. And that's why certain things bother him. I know. Very, that's very interesting. Our son can hear things miles away. You were saying that. He goes, that just, it's that layer. Okay, thank you. Like, so for me, my ADD kind of saves me. There's so many thoughts coming in that. <laughs> You're you know, used to it. Unless I focus, unless, it, and then they make it easy for me to get information because I, it's a, just a different channel. But, it's as you they're know, in it's, tune. It's a control thing, and they're in tune. And if that's in tune. their that's, filters are altered, right? If that's the crystal children, if they're if that's the only thing they can control, then that's what they do. But he's very in tune, and he's very so. On the flip side, as you would say, and they're all laughing. Um, his music is off the charts. It is. His talent. I, I can't. That's where he allows it to. He allows it. Hold on. He allows it to come through. It's uncanny. He he's a big fan of um, I can't think of the name of the game, but he hears the score, he learns the score, and then he plays the score. And it's oh, actually, he did this the other day. He started playing my score, the score for Flipside, and the score that we have on at the beginning and end of this podcast. He started playing it, variations of it. And then I recorded it. And so that's in going to be in the new movie. Him and I playing simultaneously variations on these same chords. How amazing. It was really cool. So it was cool. like being in his head. Because, you know, where he went, I tried to follow. And where I went, he was that's following. Called, that's called, um, we call that linking in. Linking in. Very yeah. good. When I got asked, when I was on tough. The first time I was on television with um, John Holland, who's a seasoned vet at what I do, as well as Maureen Hancock, they said, well, can you guys read, read an audience? And I'm like, I don't know what that means. I'm like, sure. I don't know what I'm capable of. Thank God I did not know what the hell they were doing. <laughs> so sorry about the S word, but not. Um, so when I got up there, I'm like, I don't even know what this is. And this woman I, I don't know if she got up or something. I don't know. I said something. She stood up and then John went and then I went. We both were linking in to this person and got different information from them. Wow. One after the other after the other. You could do, it's interpretation and you could do that. You know, That's great. We, we do it all the time. I know I'm doing it. I try to not do it. I've always asked for permission and but I don't go around reading everybody. That would be kind of, I'm like, no offense, it's not that. It's annoying in Starbucks. How did you know I was going to order that? Right. Oh, <laughs> my pin code yesterday. <laughs> I was there and I'm like, damn it, I can't remember what my pin code was on a card of mine. That's funny. And I never even thought to actually look into it. And once I, I stopped and I looked into it, I was given the freaking pin code. <laughs> but From the pin code avatar. Right, but I didn't, I didn't, I just had to allow it versus thinking it. Yeah. All right, speaking of pin codes, Lou, take a look at your VIP list. Right. Who's on there? Anybody else? Hurting cats. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, which one? 
Meyer says goodbye and he loves you. Billy, love you too, brother. Yeah. And then, um, okay. Luana wants to come in. Oh, please do. Pull up a chair, Lou. <laughs> she just commented on my empty okay. clipboard. She always, she always has one, and so do I. It's just a habit. Well, but let's clarify something before Lou gets into what she's going to talk about. Wait one sec. Okay, go ahead. I was just going to say, I was editing Luana into the film, and so I was digging up clips of her, um, and one of them is Jack Nicholson's acceptance of speech at the Oscars in 1998, where he thanks her. And so when you mentioned Jack, I knew that there was a connection to this film, but it's also footage of her from her first movie with Francis Coppola and other stuff. But I would like to ask, what's your opinion of this edit of the film? <laughs> she says I need to be in there more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did take out a section of a piece that we did together because it was... I know, it didn't go together. It didn't, didn't go, go together. together. Yeah, correct. And then she really said, um, oh, she wants to talk about your cat. Bonnie. What what's about... Your, what's your cat? Bonnie. And is that you biting me, Lou, when Bonnie suddenly just grabs my arm and locks on and starts... Arr. What is that? <laughs> it's your mom saying to pay attention. Um, hold on. I think there's something going on with your cat. You mean health-wise? Yeah, we can talk about it afterwards. Okay. Well, you know, we can look into it. She'll be here in a second, I'm sure. We just talk about her. She tends to show up. I've, of course, not that I'm Frank, uh, Frank Francis. No, St. Francis of Assisi. But I found that you can talk to your cat or your dog if you just speak slowly and repeat yourself and have the intent. And they'll look at you like, oh, all right, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. My, you know, everybody else yells or says, you know, do this or that, they ignore him. I just look at her, here's what you need to do, and she does it. It's the tone of voice. I think it's, so. Everything's the frequency. Because you can swear at your, only because my son did this, swore at the dog, but used a nice, to a nice tone, and the dog's tail just went wagging, you know. Well, Lou, is this something we need, <laughs> sorry. COVID. Is this something we need to look into? I mean, anybody tuning in would want to think the same thing. Yeah, if she's coming forward with it. Well, what else, Lou? That one we can deal with. Right. She is she having a hard time eating or anything like that? Or is she eating slower? Yesterday. So she got sick. What's up with that, Lou? Yeah, that's what she's talking about. Okay. Did you observe that or it's a little bit better this morning she's making me feel but if it continues you're gonna want to look into that okay i just absolutely no worries lou is like this with cats in fact the sequence in the film where she's what i didn't know that she liked cats i mean i oh. didn't know well the sequence in the film that james von prague connects to luana and live on air, and I'm on the phone calling in from Santa Monica at the Charles Grodin show. She talked about her cat. 
And of course, she was very concerned. So what is it, Lou? What is the connection that you have or that beings have to cats? What is that? It's a past life thing, she says. And she goes, either you are, she goes, it's interesting because you could still be a wonderful person, but be highly allergic to cats. <laughs> right, right. And you can get over it. Some people do. And then... Um, but what is the frequency? What's going on? Why do cats see, like your, when you passed away, Lou, your cats watched it fly around the room. It's so interesting. That was fat. Okay, show me again. That was fascinating. Cats live in the future. Here's why. So she showed me, you know how we anticipate certain things? So when cats look at they already, they know when people are going to die. They know when people are not feeling well. They know before before the people are even conscious of it. Mm -hmm. so they're living in the future, it feels like, of people's lives. I know that sounds <laughs> Loopy. <laughs> but I mean, dogs can smell cancer, we know that. So it may be related to their smell. So it's like- well, You showed me the birds that leave the beach when there's a tsunami or you know when there's an earthquake. They know- Absolutely things before they happen so well they not only that beyond that they just did a study where birds change their mating habits because they know what the hurricanes are going to be like six or seven months in the future so along those lines is what she's saying cats yes. can anticipate let's just say not that they're living in the future what what was that no i didn't mean it like that no, no, i know i know you don't i just want to clarify because there are people out there going. Otherwise, I'd be like a <laughs> But, Lou, in terms of frequency, when you passed away, I was there in the room. Your two cats watched you, watched somebody, I'll think it was you, fly up out of your body and move, and they watched it in unison go around the room for about an hour. And so what is it? What are they seeing? Is it your frequency? And how can cats see that and we can't? Oh, that's fascinating. Again, sorry. I love this. So she showed me how, she showed me in colors her energetic, her energetic field when she left her body. So her energy field, right? So that's how they know if you're good or if you're bad, like a dog bark, like, you know, whatever, unless your dog's on. Okay, but focus on her leaving. Okay. But I'm just saying, the energetic field, animals can sense if you're dangerous. Yeah. Just by your field. Yeah. That's what she's saying. That's all. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, this idea that you're outside your body, flying around, and the cats can see you. So they're seeing this color, this energetic color. Yes. And it was fascinating because they, they didn't see you go up and out. They saw you fly around like... You yeah. were free, I guess. That's how I see, well, that's how I see spirit. I see them like when I'm when I have clients in front of me. I have I could see, and even in the computer, I could see their heads. I could see spirit come in and go out. It's like, and then they'll have a question as soon as I see them leaving. And that's what so they you know their energy does move around like, and for instance, when I saw my dog, my dog Max, when we had he had cancer and. When he left his body, it was a young puppy. Oh wow! In his body, which I thought was fascinating. 
Well, it was interesting just to tie it together when we interviewed um, uh, an atheist on the flip side. It might have been Stephen Hawking, or might, but it was a friend. Oh, no, it was Christopher Hitchens. And he was talking about Ricky Gervais. And he said, Ricky Gervais has cats, so he should realize there is an afterlife because that's what they're doing when they look around the room. Yeah. So, Lou, what else? What do you want to talk about Thanksgiving-wise or as we're coming up on this very unusual Thanksgiving in our lifetime? I want to say it again in a different way. She's saying, love your cat. Love your cat. Spend a lot of time with your kitty cat. All right. (laughs) Spend a lot of time with everyone you love, everything you love. Write about it. Like, write yourself, this is what, a friend, dear friend of mine, Beverly, she said, write yourself a letter, a detailed letter of what you're grateful for and mail it to yourself. And when you receive it, wait until Thanksgiving dinner to open it up and then read it. Okay. And Lou? That's, she showed that to me in my head. Okay. That's why I said it. I didn't say it to offer information. I can just see us sitting at Thanksgiving dinner and me going, okay, Everybody, could we read why we're grateful for being grateful for the turn off your phones? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> They're saying to mail it as a letter. That's oh, why. Email not email, not text. No. no. <laughs> um, we have the mutual friends, Luana and I, um, and Sherry and my family. Tim and Nancy. We've been going to their house for the past twenty-seven years for Thanksgiving. And this will probably be the first time, at least maybe second time that we weren't there. And they used to do a thing where people would go around the room, you know, what are you thankful for? And one person, you know, one kid said, I'm thankful for Jesus, you know, for being, for dying on the cross for us. And the next kid said, I'm thankful for SpongeBob because (laughs) he makes me laugh. And I love that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I used to watch SpongeBob with my kids, and then Freddie would come in. He's like, uh, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm watching." <laughs> the kids aren't in the room anymore. <laughs> SpongeBob, Patrick. Patrick's the best. There you go. All right, Lou. Who else? Come on, take a look at your list. If you want to continue on, come on. We can. Do you want me to ask you some more questions? No. Hold on. Reach out to your Jack. She's showing me. You know who I'm talking about. Reach out to Jack and say what? Just talk to him. Hard to do. Easier for you. Easier for you to do. Go ahead. Sorry. Or whatever. He had a, he had a dream about Luana. Oh, okay. So you think I, well, I couldn't reach out and ask because this guy that we talked to, John, that came through a couple of weeks ago, um, and he came again twice now, and okay. John Shaner, and he was a close friend of Jack and Luana's, okay. and he came through and he talked to us and he told us about what it was like on the flip side and we greeted. And ultimately, I was able to reach out to friends of John's who were close to him. And so it's possible that I can get that question in. Luana says you had a dream about her. And if so, what? 
That's because I can't, I won't get a response. Yes. But I, I might, he might go, yeah, I did have a dream. But what do you want to say about the dream? <laughs> Tell him that we don't want him here. <laughs> but There's an element of that. What about the dream would clarify um, or prove to him that this really was true? That we can talk to you and what happened in the dream? They don't want him up here, but yet he's doing much better down here. So whatever he's doing, it's working. Lou, did you appear in the dream at a particular age or time or who was in the dream? He was watching, like, I just felt like it was that same. Let me see. It's almost like he was watching her going to see a Jimi Hendrix again or something like that. Like, I don't, like um, Monterey okay. Pop. Yeah. You guys were going to a concert or something. A concert. All right. So some kind of a musical concert. I saw Mamas and Papas or something like that. Okay. About that same time period in the 60s, 68, 69, 70. Yeah. And then he's showing me, and then I'm getting Robert Chown. So that might be the, a connection too. What do you like want to say that. to Robert, Lou? Um, well, it's Hira. Oh, Hira. Well, Hira, for people tuning in, this is our friend's dog. What does Hira want to say to Robert? It's what she was trying to say just with the cats and dogs, like pe people really miss their animals. Even around the holidays, they miss, their, they miss the routine of the animals. It's just as easy to talk to them as it is to, <laughs> that sounds weird. It's just as easy to talk to animals as it is to humans on the other side. Yeah, we've heard that. They're very active over there in helping us over here. But Lou, and do you have any message for people on Thanksgiving in relation to this COVID and, you know, what we're going through? Help people? Stay connected. So with each other, you know, if you if you get a thought, like, okay, thank you. Like, I always ask, who should I call or who should, you know, if I'm in the car for a while, which is rare. Um, and... I just know if I get a picture in my head to call that person for whatever reason. It's usually I always write and they said, there's people that don't reach out that need some form of connection. So we all benefit from watching you ask questions. <laughs> okay, we love you. Thank you, Jennifer.